Let's pray. Raise us up, O Lord, on eagle's wings. Lift us up, God, by the good news of your living and active word. Help us to hear and remember this day what you might be saying to each of us and to all of us through your sacred scriptures. In your name we pray. Amen. So we continue to track Simon Peter and I'm loving reading these stories and I'm, I'm learning new things about old stories that I've heard almost all my life. I can remember a preacher preaching on Peter getting out of the boat when I was six years old. It's so rich and it's beautiful. The Gospel of Matthew is the only one, though, that gives this part of the story. This part when Peter says, Jesus, if it's you, tell us, tell me to come out and walk on water. And I've heard a lot of sermons on this story that go something like this. You can't walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. Dare greatly. Trust God. Do something bold. And maybe one point might be Peter could have kept walking on water if he'd been confident enough, if he had stayed focused on Jesus rather than the waves. Then he might have stayed on top. And I've heard a lot of sermons like that, and I've probably preached a lot of those sermons, but that's not what I'm preaching on today. Because nowhere, nowhere, nowhere does it say that it was a good thing or a bad thing that Peter got out of the boat. And I got to thinking about it. If we lift up Peter too much, but look at Peter. Look how awesome he was. Look at his awesome faith. It could send us the next message that if you're not godlike in your ability and if you don't have enough faith, then maybe you can't walk on water. You must not have a bold faith if you can't do what Peter did. And if you don't, maybe you should find some more faith. I'm not going to preach on that. I'm not going to preach on that today because that's not really good news to me. I don't know about you, but all the power of positive thinking can't help me when the dangers of life come my way. You know, I wish I could positive think my way through all my problems and the things that I can't control in life, but I just can't do it. Maybe those other 11 disciples were doing the right thing. Maybe. Because if Peter is the model for our faith today, I got to tell you, I get just as scared as Peter when the winds come up. And when it rains sideways. And I don't think. The gospel text is telling us that we should feel bad. If we can't muster enough faith. To walk to Jesus. Just doesn't sound like good news to me. Do y'all remember the. What would Jesus do bracelets? Anybody have one of those? I, I, I used. Yeah used to. And I'm about to kind of slam it a little bit right now, but it's not all bad. But here's what I'm saying. Um, 
I used to put those on, and, and it was good in a sense, because it's like, okay, Bruce, look at this. What would Jesus do? You know, if we're out at night or something, and I'm with a bunch of friends trying to steer me in the wrong way, what would Jesus do? You know, which is probably good. Or maybe somebody mistreats me, and I think, oh, yeah, Jesus is merciful and loving. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do, Bruce? But y'all, I don't know what Jesus would do. That's, that's the problem with all this. Jesus would raise the dead. He would turn water into wine. He would do all kinds of things that I'm not capable of doing. I don't know what Jesus would do. I don't know what Jesus would do. I can barely keep up with my car keys, you know? Focus, Bruce, like Peter. Focus on Jesus. Don't focus on the waves. That's too much on a lot of my days. That's too much. When taken too far, it might can lead to sort of a weird form of atheism. If we could just muster enough faith to do what Jesus did, if, if I could actually do that, which is not possible, would I even need Jesus anymore? It doesn't sound like faith to me. Sometimes... Sometimes that sounds like arrogance. Maybe, maybe you and I don't have to prove our faith by stepping out of a boat sometimes. Maybe we don't need to just try harder until we can do what Jesus did. Okay, now I'm about to slam a hymn, and I'm sorry. I love almost all the hymns in the Methodist hymnal. But y'all know that one that says... Are ye able, said the Master, to be crucified with me? And on and on. And what is the refrain? Yes, we are able. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm able to be crucified with Jesus? No, the answer is no. In fact, if you go to the biblical text, you can see that they're acting like, oh yeah, we can do it. What does Jesus say? You have no idea what you're thinking right now, right? No, the answer is no. Most days, I'm just white-knuckling the edge of the boat. Just trying to get something good during it. I don't need to try harder. And I can't focus much more than I'm focusing. I need help. I need to be rescued. I'm sinking. So many things are happening beyond my control and your control in this world, in our families, in our personal lives. You can't control it. No, 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 Jesus, we're not able. In fact, we need your help, and that's why we're here on Sunday mornings. Now, if you want to take that angle of Scripture, then maybe there are three things real quickly that maybe you and I could remember if we're one of those disciples that are white knuckling the boat maybe that's the way you want to go first thing we can learn from Peter's jumping out of the boat making things harder than they need to be is a dumb way to try to prove ourselves you don't have to make it harder than it needs to be nobody asked Peter to step out of the boat 
The disciples didn't ask Peter to step out of the boat. And Jesus didn't ask him to step out of the boat. It was, it was his idea. Now Jesus said, come on, if you want to. But this was Peter's idea. You know what that means? This is optional. Don't, don't make it more harder on yourself than it needs to be. I used to, maybe when I was younger, would assume that the harder way is the better way. But when I do that, I'm not proving myself, I'm punishing myself. Sometimes Jesus says, go and do, but sometimes he says, just relax and get out of my way and let me walk to you. I can think of so many times, it's just so tempting, it's like, I got to try harder, I got to focus more. I got to be better at this and better at that. Does anybody struggle with that? Got to be a better mom. Got to be a better worker. Got to be a better preacher. Got to be better this. Got to be. And I think sometimes God says, would you please relax? This Wednesday night, we were talking about, um, about uh, wellness. And one of the parts of wellness is playfulness. And Ed Bacon, who was the priest at St. Andrew's Episcopal here, um, he's retired and he lives in Southern California, but he was here in the 70s. He talked about playfulness kind of like a fisherman or a fisherwoman. Someone, when, when you fish, you have to always have a little bit of play in your line. Don't be so high strung in life that you can't catch the fish. Play, play. I told them Wednesday night too. So funny. I mean, this kind of sounds morbid. I guess it is morbid, but it, but it was it was a, it was it, it, I, I chuckle now when I think about it. When my mom was dying, Liz asked Mama, "Mama, what do you want us to remember? What what do we need to do? Do you have any great words of wisdom, Mama? You remember what she said? Lighten up. <laughs> Two days before she died, lighten up." Now, I think, you know, it was kind of funny, though. My mom loved all kinds of music. That was when Sheryl Crow's Lighten Up was on the radio a lot. I wonder if that kind of guy, I don't know. Hey, but whether it came from Sheryl Crow or not, and Sheryl Crow's brilliant, that is not a bad way to live. Lighten up. Don't make things harder on yourself than they need to be. There are traditions that, you know, just... Where you just hit yourself on the back all the time. Don't let that be you. Jesus isn't always trying to ask you to do something crazy. Maybe Jesus is trying to get you to relax every now and then. Because isn't faith trusting who God is? Not in my own ability. Second thing. What we believe will determine what we see. What you believe will determine what you see. The wind came up and they were scared. And I don't think their failure was that they were afraid. In our devotional books this past week, it said, it's, how did it say it? It said there are no street lights in the, in the dark deep. Of course they were afraid. You would have been afraid too. I, we would have all been terrorized. But that wasn't their failure their failure was buying into the lie that when the winds get choppy and things get painful in our lives, 
that Jesus must be absent. That's the lie. In fact, it's quite the opposite. When you feel like you're about to sink and things are beyond your control, that means Jesus is near, not far. What we believe will determine what we see. Third thing, when in doubt, don't WWJD. Let's see, let me make an acronym out of this. T-R-W-J-H-A-D. And you know what that means? Try to remember what Jesus has already done. Don't try to think about it. it's all up to you and you got to do something. Remember what God has done for you. That's why it says remember so many times. That's why when we break the bread, Jesus says remember to be put back together again by a holy memory that God never fails, even in our darkest hour. I wish I could say I could remember that all the time because God has been faithful every time. Everything I've worried about is never. It's just been kind of my imagination trapping me every time because God has always come through. Since 2000, no, since 1909, God has always come through for St. Luke's. Always. Maybe not on our time, but in God's good time. Remember that. But every now and then I just think, Lord, have mercy. This is it. I've had a pretty good run. I guess this is it. And God keeps showing back up. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Oh, you of little faith. Maybe it was about Peter and the disciples not trusting what God had already done. Think about what they, what they'd already seen Jesus who cured the incurable? Jesus. Who cast out demons? Jesus. Who calmed the winds and the seas earlier, just two days before? Jesus. Who made the lame to walk? Jesus. Who fed 5,000 people with just a few pieces of fishes and loaves? Jesus. Who raised a little girl from the dead? Jesus. And who's walking on water? It's a ghost. Right? And not one of these things that they'd already experienced had been done by a darn ghost. Casper is not a part of this story. Faith isn't about you doing the impossible. Faith is remembering that God has and can. God is God and we don't have to be God. We make pretty miserable gods when we try to be, don't we? So remember this, not everything is a test of faith that you have to prove to God anything. Not really. You don't have to make things harder. You don't have to walk on water. If the storms come up on, lapping on your boat and you feel like your boat's about to sink, that doesn't mean God is far off. God's right there in the boat. Sometimes life is terrorizing and it's not your fault. Sometimes you go through things that happen and you're not responsible for. Sometimes we don't hear God when he calls us. Sometimes we look for ghosts and not for God. Sometimes, though, at the very last minute, we have the faith to say, Lord, 
rescue me. Now that's where Peter went right. Every time that happens, God comes through. And you can pray that prayer as often as you like. As one commentator said, there is no deductible on self-reliance before you can start praying for God to help you. You can wear God out with rescue me. You can be downright wasteful with your prayers. Because God never stops getting tired of getting us out of our holes that we dig for ourselves. God never stops being our help and our salvation. God never tires of reaching out for us when we are sinking in the storm. Never. And you know what? If you don't feel like getting out of the boat, and if you want to white knuckle the edge of the boat, that is just fine. Because Jesus is on his way to your boat. Let's pray. God, we have to let go of a lot of our ego and our pride to pray, rescue me. We are so tempted at, in all corners to do it ourselves. We're so tempted to try to prove ourselves over and over again when you've already proved your love to us and that's, that's all that matters. Help each of us and all of us to leave our bags at this communion altar and walk away knowing that it's not all up to us, it's up to you. Help us to remember what you've done, what you're doing, and what you will do. And let us leave the things we can't control in your capable hands, not ours. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.